Hey, what's going on, everybody? Like, thank you all for tuning in to the show. Got my crew with me, Darnell and Tyler. I'm Trey, and we are coming your way with the 71st edition of the Don't Kill the Messengers podcast. First thing we're about to get into today is boxing. Uh, looks like this bullshit Mayweather versus McGregor fight is actually going to happen. Uh, they have a day for it uh, for August the 26th. What do you guys think about it, man? I mean, I'd be lying if I said I was, I was uh, not surprised. I am surprised I actually got it done. Uh, I thought it was just basically both of them posturing and we were going to have another Pacquiao situation where it's a lot of talk, but nothing ever happens. But as of right now, it's supposed to be official. I mean, I'm not going to start acting like I'm really like anxious to see this fight happen. Yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> Like on, on the MMA side, I put this up to the likes of, uh, Randy Couture versus James Tony. Yeah. Uh, when one crosses into the other's world, I just don't have high hopes for it. Uh, and yeah, I know Connor's been talking big stuff and has been practicing all kind of boxing and stuff like this, but Floyd's been boxing since he was a, a small child and he comes from a line of boxers, so. Uh, and from what we know of Floyd is he really doesn't try to get in the fights that he doesn't think he has the best chance of winning. Yeah. So, uh, and the Vegas, Vegas odds are showing it basically, uh, what Ty was talking about earlier. I hadn't even looked, but not, not shocked, but Mayweather is a heavy favorite. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's also, uh, okay. It's a ridiculous spread too. <laughs> Like minus a thousand or eleven hundred, depending where you look for Mayweather. That that's huge. Yeah, just uh, one thing for uh, what you said, Darnell, about how you thought this was going on. Probably why it will go on like the the uh, Mayweather versus Pacquiao situation. Uh, just one thing to add to that. Uh, one reason why I don't didn't think this fight would go on like that. I do understand these two are in two different worlds. One's boxing, others MMA. But McGregor. We don't know if this guy was on a uh, Pacquiao level um, during Pacquiao and his prime. You know, you brought up the whole fact about Mayweather. He's good with, you know, picking the right time to fight fighters and whatnot. Uh, Pacquiao, when this first started off between Mayweather and Pacquiao, man, Pacquiao was just tearing people up. And uh, with his fighting style, he started to fade um, further on into the, to his career. Uh, so... Could definitely see what you meant by that one, man. But just looking at this one, uh, with money Mayweather, man, this is with his, my, how I think he views this, this is just easy money for him, man. So I think he's going to be confident, go out in there and handle business. So. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a heavy favorite. Uh, like we were saying with the Pacquiao stuff. Yeah. While Pacquiao was at his peak, this fight pretty much, they couldn't get it together. It was not happening. But, but somehow after Pacquiao has been knocked clean out in the fight, yeah, has shown a great decline. Then all of a sudden we can make the fight at. Yeah. So we get the fight five, five, six years too late. When, I mean, Floyd's, I mean, he, he he's probably lost a step himself just because of age. But yeah. he didn't hit hit the decline that Pacquiao has hit. So yeah. with that fighting style of his, with his good. As long as his, uh, you know, reaction and, uh, defense, of course, doesn't slip that much, uh, he can still bring it in the ring, so. Yeah. 
Uh, you have anything to add, Ty? I mean, I think at this point, like, I, I completely agree with Darnell. It's kind of tough to act like, you know, it's for sure, for sure going to happen. Um, cause anything can happen at the last minute. Um, they can back out any, any number of things can happen. Um, yeah. someone can get an injury, uh, and the fight gets called. Like, the unexpected can still happen, but, in, I guess just looking forward a little bit, one thing I'll be very curious to see if the fight happens is how McGregor reacts to, you know, boxing blows. Um, basically, I, I guess where, where I'm coming at that from is the idea that he takes probably a more rounded beating in the UFC. Uh, you know, you get leg kicks, you get, you know, the jabs, the takedowns, all the works in the UFC. But just how much can he take from Mayweather? It's it's a different kind of a punch. Uh, I'm sure with the gloves, you know, it, it affects you a little bit different. But being in the UFC, you know, McGregor should know how, you know, to, to take the full beating. So I'm just curious to see, you know, what's actually going to happen with the fight itself because. You know, Mayweather isn't exactly known for knocking people out. Yeah. You know, a lot of his fights go the distance. So, is McGregor going to get in there and actually try and win? Is he going to get in there and just take a beating for 12 rounds? Is Are they each going to let each other land a few and kind of keep it exciting a little bit? Like, it's just, a lot of it just doesn't seem right to me. Yeah. But, uh, so... So I guess I'm I'm curious to see how McGregor handles himself. Um, you know, if Mayweather is going to try and actually put it away to show, hey, I can beat the, you know, one of the biggest, baddest guys in the UFC. Uh, as long as, it, granted, as long as it's under his rules, but uh, I, I think there's there's still a lot of intrigue there, but just still something will always seem off. Uh, just one thing that I find interesting about this fight, uh, for McGregor will be his conditioning. Uh, just looking at some of his fights in the UFC, um, sometimes he would just get tired, uh, pretty quick, uh, in the UFC and then octagon. So, uh, this boxing is going to be different. Doesn't have to worry about, you know, brought up tired of leg kicks and everything. Doesn't have to worry about somebody mm-hmm. grappling, trying to take him down and all that stuff. It's going to be stand up. It's going to get a little bit more breaks. Uh, cause, you know, they go 25 in, uh, championship fight in the UFC and boxing. They're going to go 36. Uh, it's probably going to be 36, uh, minute fight, uh, with 12 rounds. Uh, so just going to see how he's going to be conditioned in this fight as well. But, um, mm-hmm. another thing that I brought up with Tyler Darnell, I think he was out of the, um, uh, wasn't in here when I was talking to him about it, but I do believe. Um, this actually goes on, you know, no injuries or anything like that. I do believe that this will be the last time we'll see, uh, McGregor fight. So. Oh, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I was telling. Last yeah. I was telling, you know, Ty, like the reason I say that, man, once you get a check that big, you know, say if he makes 50 million and then, you know, once he get a taste of a piece of pie that high and then somebody says, Oh, I'll give you two for two million for a fight. It's like, you can't just drop to that level, uh, mm-hmm. low of a pay cut. So um, if he could somehow, if he does do good and 
show something that, you know, he could transition into boxing, run his mouth well and get hype up and then get into more paydays in the boxing. I could see that, but just how it's uh, looking if he just goes in there and gets destroyed, uh, gets embarrassed and whatnot. Yeah, I think this is going to be the last time we're going to see uh, Conor McGregor uh, fight in boxing and UFC. So, Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's played this this totally how he's wanted. So, I mean, he, he played the UFC to get himself those big fights. He's made a lot of money in MMA, and I think he knew, like, okay, if I want to get how much I want uh, before I really have to start fighting a lot of big-name people and event defending titles, I'm going to have to give some of his boxing money. He jumped in there. He, he's going to get that big payday, and, and I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, the paychecks won't be able to come close to what he's going to get on this fight, uh, doing MMA matches. And I mean, he, he he's going to take an L, but he, he's going to get a lot of money for this L. So, uh, mm-hmm. he, he's going to laugh his way to the bank and you know, go back to Ireland or stay in Cali where he's been living now and live the life. And, you know, Connor knows how to talk. So yeah. he can retire and, in his own mind, try to say he's the best MMA fighter of all time if he wants, and he'll be happy with that. Exactly. Uh, now, anything else to add for this, guys? No. All right. Up next, we're about to go right into some NCAA football. Uh, I was about to get into uh, Stoops uh, with his retirement. Uh, were you guys surprised by this at all? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it yeah. I mean, it was basically. I think it blindsided the nation. Basically, uh, Stoops is one of those mainstays for college football. You know, synonymous with one school being Sooners, and you just yeah. It, it blindsided me, and, you know, it, it was total unexpected news for you. It was a slow news day for sports when it happened, and, you know, just kind of spread like wildfire. And it was just crazy. To mm-hmm. he, he still was putting a good product on the field, still recruiting pretty well uh, to just call the day. I mean, he's leaving how he wants to leave. So always props to anybody that can, that does that. But oh yeah, it was total shock. Yeah. The key thing yeah. for me was, you know, the guy's only 56. Uh, that's still, you know, pretty young for some of these coaches. Uh, so I definitely believe, you know, he had a lot left to offer for, uh, Oklahoma. But yeah, that, I was definitely shocked by that. Yeah. And, and not just that. I mean, two years ago, they were in the playoffs. Last year, uh, they were they got left out last year, did they not? Yeah. Like I, I, I for some reason just blanking on who the four were last year, but yeah, they they didn't make it. Um, but I mean, it, it's not like he's had you know a few bad years to lead up to this moment. It's not like you know the writing was on the wall. So I mean, even with Baker Mayfield having his uh, off season. Incident. Um, I, I still think Oklahoma was still poised to be, you know, toward the top of the Big Twelve. You know, make another run at the uh, at the playoff. So 
him him retiring was very very odd. I wonder if there's something else that's going to come out at a later time that kind of shadows why he retired when he did. Um, ju- just because one nobody really saw it coming, and two, uh, you know, we're only a couple months before the season, so it, it just seemed very very odd time. Uh, so I, I'm curious to see if something comes out a little bit later that kind of says, okay, maybe this is why he retired. Uh, you know, maybe try and take some focus off the team, more on him. Uh, you know, try and protect the program a little bit. Yeah. Now, uh, do you guys have anybody else in mind uh, that you think would be a good fit for taking that uh, head coach position at Oklahoma? I I think it'll stay in house. Um, wouldn't be surprised if they promote a coordinator or uh, you know, if they had an assistant head coach at the time. I'm not too brushed up on the coaching staff for Oklahoma, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this one stays in house. Like I said, they're we're, we're a few months away from the start of the season. I don't know if they want to bring in some guy who's going to bring in a whole new system and try and get the guys to learn in two and a half months. Well, uh, right. Right now, they they promoted Lincoln Riley, uh, okay. who is okay. one of the uh, assistant coaches. Okay. Uh, yeah, makes total so, sense. Yeah, so makes total he, sense. I mean, this this is at least going to be the stopgap for this season because yes, it's it's too late to try to and, change up too much. Okay, is is it head coach? Like, is he hired as head coach, or is he going to get an interim tag on that? Uh no, he he is. I mean, it's, from what I've seen, he, he's listed as as head coach right now. Okay, which just seems interesting, uh, considering Oklahoma, big big time program. I I would be a little shocked if they stick with uh, with this guy long term uh, and not try to go for some big name to keep the uh, the fan base futures happy. But um, not surprised if they're going in house at least for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean it. Just like what you're saying, it's it was such a surprise when it happened, and and we we're in the we're in the summer months, so you're dealing with with the players right now, trying to get ready for uh, for the upcoming season. Uh, so just to try to keep some sort of continuity and and normalcy for the for the current football team is probably was the best mm-hmm. choice was to just keep keep your uh coaching staff as intact as you can and mm-hmm. see what you can do from there. Yeah, I'll I'll be interested to see when and, a and, lot of okay. Oh sorry. And by the way, I mean Lincoln Riley is he, he he's he's young. He he's only thirty three, so okay. I mean if if he was to be able to show something uh from this season it, it would be uh, it would be pretty big. Uh, and, yeah. I mean, offensive minded guy, so I mean, uh, it's going to be a a nice step up for him. Uh, but if, if he can show yeah. some, he he can do big things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll be real interested to see when a lot of the projections come out. You know, conference projections, playoff projections, to see where Oklahoma falls in a lot of this. Because having a coaching change can affect the program in a lot of ways, not necessarily, you know, for worse, you know, sometimes for better, but 
Uh, that's not always the case. Uh, so I think it'll be interesting to see how big of a play they make that because Stoops had such a, you know, in terms of the Big 12, he basically had a Big 12 dynasty going for a while. Um, just that hurts to lose. And at the time you lose him, I wonder how how much the media is going to play that up. All right, now, guys, uh, is there anything else you have to add for uh, NCAA football before we move on? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I'll just throw out there. I hope that he didn't retire because there's something going on with the program. Uh, I, I hope it's just him figuring out it was time to be done ra- rather than, you know, something actually being wrong. So, uh, yeah, just I just hope everything's cool with the program. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good definitely. point, man. Yeah, there's been some crazy scandals going on, so. Yeah, and and I think at this point, that's kind of the last thing we want is a scandal-ridden year, especially yeah. like coming on the heels of Baylor, uh, Penn State. You know, just I, I think it would be just great for college football to have a fun, clean year. Yeah. As Well, as, as clean as we can get, you know, stuff's going to happen. All right, guys, now we're about to go right into some NBA basketball. Um, start this off, uh, just, you know, with the whole Celtics, uh, there's been rumors going on about them possibly wanting to trade IT. Uh, just what are your thoughts on that whole situation uh, going on in Boston? Not totally surprised by this. Uh, there's been the rumblings for... You know, a lot of the season just because IT is, I mean, no getting around it. He's a little guy. Uh, and, you know, being, being a team's primary option, uh, being of that stature and, and being a bit of a liability on the defensive end, partially due to his height, uh, some partial due to effort, uh, <laughs> Doesn't seem to try as hardest on the defensive end. Uh, that, that was going to bring questions, especially once they actually match up with the team, like they ran into Cleveland, and it was clear that they, even though they had that best regular season record, when it came to real br- brass tacks and let's show who's the best in a match matching up against each other, they weren't close to being ready for Cleveland. So. It's not a shock. Boston knows they still have a way to go to get to Cleveland level to be able to get over that next hump and get to the finals. So they're one of their best options might be offering up a lightning ride as far as scoring goes, like IT, to see if they can get other pieces that would get them to be better matchups. And, you know, they, they have the number one pick, so they might draft his replacement and send him on his way. Yeah, um, definitely agree with the, with the major concern on Isaiah Thomas being, you know, his size. Um, yeah, I, I kind of look at, you know, the situation with them in Cleveland. Not too many people can guard Kyrie Irving to begin with. Um, so I think just, just going to look at it solely based on the Cleveland series, very unfair. And I'm not saying that you just did that. Um, just for people who kind of look at that moment and say, well, you know, they can't get past Cleveland. And, you know, I mean, that's fine, but, uh, 
just not many people are playing great defense on Kyrie Irving. You know, he, he had a pretty good playoffs. Um, I have a few, I guess, issues with a few things he decided to do during, during the finals, but that's, I think that's another discussion we can have. Um, but yeah, just, uh, I'm, I'm not surprised that it comes along because I was, I was telling Trey before the show, it seems like when one team gets the better of you, you feel like you need to play catch up. And the media brings along the narrative that, oh, they beat you. So what they're doing is the only thing that's working. Like, um, and, and I'll bring, I'll, I'll bring this up again. Uh, like for example, with, uh, Cleveland won the NBA championship two years ago. So what did they say? They said, oh, Golden State needs to find rim protection. Well, they went out, got Durant, not rim protection, and they won with unselfish basketball. Now we're going to look at Cleveland and say, all right, maybe they need guys that distribute the ball better, that pass it around better, get better ball movement, better space. You know, it, it just seems like whatever wins tends to be the narrative that we feel every team needs to follow. So, you know, I'm not surprised that we're talking about trading Isaiah Thomas, but I don't think they should, personally. Um, I think that he's kind of the centerpiece of that team. Uh, yeah, he lacks defensively. Yeah, he's small. But when you're looking at, you know, top 10 point guards, I mean, he's easily in that discussion. Um, so I think giving him up, you'd be, you'd be giving up, you'd be giving up a ton on the offensive side of the floor, especially for that team, because they don't have a ton of great offensive options. Now, granted, you could, you know, trade him, get another offensive threat, but why not possibly keep him, add somebody else by, I don't know, possibly doing something with that first pick, doing a draft and trade, uh, there's just a lot of options that can happen there. Um, but I, personally, I probably would not look to move Isaiah Thomas. Maybe give him some incentives for playing a little bit better on the defensive end, uh, which is always a possibility. So um, I, I would I would lean toward keeping Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, yeah, I was just yeah I was just about to ask you that, Darnell, because uh, you brought up some good points about you know with his size and everything like that, but. I do believe this Boston team did catch a lot of people off guard this year. I don't think uh, a lot of people expected the performance from Isaiah Thomas, uh, especially offensively, what he was bringing to this table, uh, despite his size. And just overall, the performance of this team, I don't think a lot of people had them being uh, number one in the East. So, yeah, if it was up to you, man, like, what would you do? Would you trade him or keep him or what? I mean, I would be open on either side. Uh, so, like I said, I, I'm not putting that. The, the Cavs lost on solely on him. It's just they they didn't have the pieces all around. They weren't built to be able to deal with uh, Cleveland as a whole, uh, especially not being super strong overall on the defensive end. They have a couple players that are better on the defensive end, uh, but they they don't have enough people that can go both ways and. Uh, to give Isaiah Thomas credit, uh, probably at certain points in, in that series and against the Wizards, even, they were relying too heavily on him to, to make baskets. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if, if, if you could get like actual pieces that you can put together to keep his scoring edge, but, you know, multiple people that can score the basketball plus, 
improve your defense. Yeah, if a deal like that opens up for me, like if I can get Paul George or something for him, I would think about that because that's somebody that can still score, but that's one of the few people in the league that can bother LeBron or and can guard multiple positions. So it would have to be a good deal, something worth my while, but I, I wouldn't say I'm opposed to trading him. And I, I'm not saying Boston needs to absolutely get rid of him. Uh, it, if, if they, if they go the way things are projected as far as the draft goes, I, I do think they probably have to trade him because that gives them backlog in the backcourt and they, they need some, they need some size, uh, as well. So, uh, the Celtics are just kind of in a bind for where they are and, and where they're slotted. I mean, unless they want to go, if they want to keep IT and, and go outside of projections and like make Josh Jackson number one pick, because that's, that's a, a big swing man that has shown he can play some D that would be a help for them, give them a possible future actual defensive stopper and, and then see what they can do in free agency. That would be a way to keep him. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Uh, anything else to add for this uh, Boston Celtics situation on possibly trading IT? No. All right. About to get right into it, man. Uh, this NBA Finals. Uh, before we start to break everything down, uh, just what were you guys' just thoughts on the whole uh, Finals? Yeah, I think we need to give. The credit where it's due, Darnell called it in five. Yeah. Uh, for Golden State, so give it to you there. Um, at the end of the day, I think we got what we sort of expected. Uh, we saw Golden State plow through the playoffs. Brandon Cleveland did the same, had the one hiccup, but no one really took that too serious. Um, but once we got to the finals, we just saw that Kevin Durant was that big of a difference. Um, he played great basketball, won MVP and deserved it. Um, Curry had his best finals in his career. Um, you know, Clay Thompson started to show up and just when, when you get that many just pure scores, it's, it's hard to keep up a team that that's, that's that great in transition, uh, plays really good defense, you know, hustles, uh, has, has the swagger, really. Um, you know, that's, that's tough to beat. And really, once they went down, uh, 3 0, you really saw defeat come over Cleveland. Uh, Tyron Lou didn't really seem to be fighting for his team at, at uh, media press conferences. He was, he seemed like he was starting to concede the series. LeBron was looking tired. Um, actually at, when the series was all over, threw some of his teammates to the bus, um, uh, with, with some comments and, uh, you know, just, it, it kind of imploded a little bit on Cleveland. I don't think they expected to get ran like they did. Um, but, you know, I think Darnell and I both, I guess it's where the most typical state here. Um, we, we expected Golden State to do what they did. I just don't think we expected 
two huge blowouts to start the series. I think we expected games more like game five and game three, um, where they were close, coming more down to the last few possessions. Um, I would have liked to have seen more of that, but I guess you get what you get. And, uh, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it just boils down to Kevin Durant was that big of a difference. He was a huge piece for that team. Uh, and I think they'll make another run at it again next year. Yeah, uh, I mean, pretty much along the same lines there. Uh, this was just a culmination of what people were calling out at the beginning of the season when, well, at, at during the summer, I should say, uh, when we found out KD was going Golden State. Uh, it was pretty much pencil in that championship. And, you know, this, this team came together, uh, you know, pretty quickly, I, I, I must say. And, uh, he proved to be that perfect fit for the style of basketball they play. Uh, he brought a, a bit more, like surprisingly to say, uh, a more of a defensive edge to Golden State, which they were already a very good defensive team. Yeah. Uh, made it even more so. Uh, so as far as his finals go, yeah, I'm not surprised with how the outcome went. Uh, I wish it was a little bit more entertaining, a little closer. Uh, but it was just one of those finals where you're still in amazement just seeing how good, uh, one team and and one player uh for the opposite team are uh so I mean Golden State like it's it's just crazy to look at like pretty much they they played pretty much pretty much amazing destroyed Cleveland in game one they had a bunch of turnovers still won by double digits in game two uh they took what we thought was Cleveland's best punch in game three, one. Game four, the game that they actually lost, like it was basically an all-time game for any team in the NBA Finals. That's what it took to beat them. It took an NBA, NBA record among the threes made in the game, uh, NBA record in threes in, in a half, highest point total in a half, and the best two players on the team scoring 40 each. So, I mean, that was just more of a testament where it's like they basically, somebody had to play the perfect game against them to, to win. And, and I mean, Cleveland housed them, but mm-hmm. I, oh, I can't even say they housed them because there was still like, you still had to watch that game to the fourth quarter because, because of how good Golden State is. Like in the fourth quarter, I think they got within 11. And you were still like, oh boy, they still might come back and win this game. So yeah. it was like, it's crazy for a team to be that good where it's like they've been getting just bombed on this whole game and they still can make it, they still can have you in the back of your mind going, wow, they still might come back and win this game. And then of course the closeout game, KD put a stamp on getting the finals MVP. Uh, he made pretty much every big shot you could ask him to make in the fourth quarter. Uh, he pretty much went blow for blow. Uh, Cleveland came within three early in the quarter, but then it was KD basically said, no, this is not happening. Let's put any thoughts about us blowing another 3-1 lead away. 
Uh, and, well, congrats to him. He, he was big in a big moment. Uh, he can call himself a champ now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and real quick, you know, you talked about game three where it looked like that was the best punch that the Cavs were going to give. You know, in, in, for all intents and purposes, they should have won that game. Uh, they had they had it at the end. It's just Irving loves to have the ball in his hands and threw up a three pointer that was totally uncalled for, mm-hmm. and that was all she wrote. Like I couldn't believe he took that shot. With in reality, the series on the line. Um, no teams come back from three zero. Um, I don't think that needs to be said, but. Two, two, one, and, and I'm not even going to say then, oh, well, then it would have been two, two, because then who knows what have happened in that fourth game. Mm-hmm. But if that series was two to one, I think we're still watching basketball right now. Like, I think there's still another game to be played if they win that third game. Um, no, I'm not saying it still doesn't go three, one, you know, Golden State could have won game four, but I think Cleveland would have answered better in Oakland for game five um, if they did not win game four. So I, I just felt like that that game three was just so critical and Kyrie Irving tried to put matters into his own hands with a shot they didn't even need and I, I don't know, like I was telling Tran, I feel like Kyrie Irving takes advantage of LeBron's unselfish play at times. Um, you know, some, some nights where you see Kyrie go off for 40, 45 points, that's when LeBron gets nine, ten assists. Um, and, and I just felt like LeBron being an unselfish player, being a distributor on the floor a lot of times, you know, I, I think that was a moment LeBron needed to have the ball in his hands and Kyrie thought it was his moment. And that, that bothered me a little bit. Um, I, I think everybody knew the series was over at that point. Um, I'm not saying based off that shot, just based off the result. And that that game three just never sat well with me. Just how it ended. You know, Cleveland played well. Um, Golden State didn't play terrible, but I don't think they played phenomenal. They they just they just played all right and you know squeaked the win out. Uh, but but I still felt game three was one Cleveland should have had. Yeah, uh, I mean. It- it, it seems like from where you're talking about with that shot, it seemed like Kyrie was trying to get his, that game seven moment to yeah. reload itself for him. Yeah. But, but it was just like, it wasn't the time for that. And, mm-hmm. you know, that they, they had plenty of time to, to put things away. Um, but I guess he, he just wanted to try to put a dagger in right there. And yeah, it, it was a, it was a game changer for, like I said, it looked like it was the best shot at the time that they had. They, they came back and played yeah. a monster game the, the next game. Yeah. But, but yeah, 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 you can look back and say, I mean, hey, I, I, you would be riding pretty confident after that game. And then yeah. especially if they had, I mean, not even that exact same game, but if, I mean, a game where they still were playing up and were playing confident like they were in game four. Yeah, we could have a different series. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, KD Deserved the MVP that he got, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. LeBron was on a tear. He was on a mission. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, I mean, if, if, if the rest of the team got some confidence up and, you know, and maybe the bench picks it up 
off of that confidence of getting the win like that, who, who knows what could have happened in the series. Yeah, and, you know, and I guess if we're going to go ahead and talk about the what could have been, I mean, how many players can you point to on Cleveland and just say that they were so disappointed? Yeah, that's, Again, what, that's a lot. That's I know. I was you, about to ask you guys it's, about it's, that because, uh, you know, you guys were talking about Kyrie, uh, you know, kind of dealing with him maybe and, being a little selfish, but I was just about to ask, you know, just with how disappointing some of his teammates were playing, do you think yeah. he just felt as if he had to step up a little bit more than usual because some of them, yeah. And I was just, I was, it was very yeah. disappointing to watch yeah. uh, the other uh, cast for that team just do nothing pretty much. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think that's a very fair assessment for you, Trey. Like, um, yeah, Kyrie forced the issue there, and there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, when Kyle Corver does nothing through, what, three games, J.R. Smith does nothing for two games, Tristan Thompson didn't really do much, Richard Jefferson's non-existent, uh, Iman Shumpert could have been better off just sitting on the bench, you know, and right there, it's five guys. Yeah. Uh, two, well, yeah, two that are starters for sure, and Kevin Love disappeared late in the series. I mean, just, I, yes, Kyrie probably felt like nobody else is doing it other than me and LeBron. And I, I feel like I have a window here to make a play. Um, do I blame him for it? Not necessarily, but I think he needed to recognize the moment a little bit better than he did. Uh, just the basketball IQ there wasn't, wasn't too strong. It was, you know, still early in the shot clock, 25 seconds left. And he just threw up the three. Now, granted, I'm I'm riding pretty hard on Kyrie there for one bad moment. Yeah, uh, he he did play well, and and I'll give him that. He he had a pretty good finals. Uh, you know, he was getting to the rim, finishing some ridiculous plays in the paint that no other point guard in the league's finishing. Um, you know, I think he's really showing his true ability when he's getting to the rim. Yeah, and I think that that's when he's at his best. But um. Yeah, you, you know, the, the finger can be pointed in so many areas for Cleveland. Just, I, I was so disappointed in Kyle Korver, um, J.R. Smith. Uh, although J.R. Smith had one good game, you know, Tristan Thompson, just Tristan Thompson should have been a lot better than he was. And in reality, he wasn't even really rebounding the ball. So like, if he's not even rebounding the ball, how little hustle is he actually getting? Like the dude's biggest on the second biggest guy on the floor. And he's not pulling down boards like it's that Kardashian what, curse. Huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you doing out there? So, so I mean, Cleveland just, you know, I, I'm I mentioned it, you know, at the start of the series. Golden State's depth is better than a lot of people think it is. Um, you know, when you know the name Patrick McCaw, your team's pretty deep. You know, Patrick McCaw just sounds like a guy who can't get out of the D League, and yeah. you know he's he's kind of a mainstay off this bench for Golden State. It's it's unbelievable how many guys they had involved. Um, you know that that just played that played a big factor. And you know, if you're in the NBA Finals and you don't show up, hey man, like that's on you. Yeah, yeah uh, that was that was a big issue for Cleveland with just how many of their guys just did not show up for those finals. Uh, not to rehash everything, but yeah, I mean, K-Love was at best spotty. Uh, yeah. he, he had 
he has stretches where he would get a lot of offensive rebounds, but I mean, of course, I've I've never been too high on this defense, but it seemed like every time he got took a switch on a pick and got stuck on Steph Curry, he got made to look dumb. Yeah. Uh, and of course, he he had his stretches where he couldn't score a point. Uh, what was it, Game Five, where he, he was scoreless through the first half? Like, yeah. The do or die game and you're, you're supposed to be a third best player and you don't have a point for the whole first half. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, Tristan Thompson outside of, outside of game five was pretty much, well, in, in game four. I mean, everybody was good in game four. So I, I guess I just don't think about it. Uh, but, but yeah, pretty much the rest of that series, like outside of game five as well, where he went five, five or six for six, whatever, uh, to start. Yeah, he wasn't there. J.R. Smith didn't do anything until game four. Darren Williams might as well retire. Uh, yeah, he's another one. Yeah. And yeah, I so, was expecting mean, big from him to, you know, help that bench because once LeBron got off that floor, you know, it was, it was looking bad. They were terrible. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, they were terrible. They couldn't take him, like, what was it? In game, in game five, he, he sat for like a total of 1.7 seconds of game yeah. time or something stupid like that. Uh, yeah, like if, if you can't take a guy off the court or your team falls apart, I mean, that just shows us the pieces were not there for this year. And, and yeah. I mean, like I, I mentioned it last week when we talked, LeBron knew he didn't have the pieces. He, they tried to get them for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they, they yeah. went and got D will, they went and, uh, got Bogut. Uh, Bogut got hurt in 59 seconds of, of play and, yeah. and, and, and Darren Williams fell off a cliff. Kyle Corver wasn't Kyle Corver. He was missing open shots. I mean, a lot of people got shocked by the, the, the sight of him dunking a basketball, but that's, that's, yeah. that's not what they had him on the team for. Yeah. Uh, he, he was supposed to be helping out hitting three point shots and that wasn't happening. So yeah, I mean, not a lot. You do where you only have two people producing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if that's why Kyrie was forcing the issue some. I, I think sometimes he just, he falls in love with his own game and, you know, he, he, he's a part of this new era of scoring point guards. So, I mean, it's, it's first nature to him. Uh, but yeah, sometimes, you know, he can tend to take shots at bad times, but, you can't really put a ton on him because he was one of the only dependable store scorers. Well, he's the only other dependable scorer on this team outside of LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, you brought it up, Darnell. Uh, you know, but I got to get props from LeBron for knowing. Uh, you know, you needed more pieces because uh, what came to my mind when you said that was kind of like when him and Barkley were going at it earlier in the year. Uh, mm-hmm. I kind of felt that he was whiny about it too. You know, like. When you come off and you're the reigning champ, you know, I think you should have this certain, like, swagger about you. Like, we got this. But, you know, this guy was practicing with these guys who was playing with him. He know he knew what he needed to have in order to win. And, you know, it showed come final. So, a lot of players didn't step up uh, like he wanted them to. So, uh, you know, he, the guy called it during the season, you know, hey, I need better players around me. And uh, showed up in the finals. <laughs> All right, guys. Now, uh, how does having a ring affect KD's legacy? Um, 
for this. You know, this is a sport everybody talks about a ring, ring, ring. Uh, and people were disappointed that he, uh, left the OKC, uh, to go to Golden State. Um, you know, me, you know, congratulations to him, but, um, you know, this wouldn't, I wouldn't have, I would have felt different if he would have won an OKC compared to Golden State just because Golden State, uh, many people believe they should have won a championship, uh, the year before last year. And, uh, but they didn't. And he goes right there to a team that was right there to win a cha- uh, championship, joins, uh, forces with them and wins it. So, uh, you know, for the argument, you know, everybody talks about, you know, hey, you got to have a ring. Uh, he has that ring. So, you know, he can't really say nothing else to him. And, but he had a remarkable performance in his finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Completely agree. It, it's the end goal of the ring. Like, let's just let every guy win a ring. And then it's like, all right, now the ring's no longer a fair statement. But, you know, I, I get it. Um, I think it helps that he played as well as he did. So it's not like, oh, he got carried to a ring. He actually carried Gold State. Yeah. Um, especially in the finals. Uh, regular season, I feel like it was more of a joint effort. Uh, but, you know, he had a, he had a great year. Um, I, I'm happy for him that he won a ring. I mean, he's what, two time MVP, two time scoring champ. Um, you know, so he's a good player. I, he would have eventually got one. Uh, it's just, it's going to be tainted by a lot of people, uh, because of the way he did it, which I, I understand it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people were, for lack of a better term, disgusted with what he did. So I understand why people won't be too happy with it, but I'm happy that with a player as good as KD, we can now have the ring situation out of the way and we can just watch him play basketball and be the, be the player he is. Um, you know, he, as long as he stays with Golden State this next year, and I don't see why he wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they go back back here. Um, they, they look that good, that dominant. Um, so yeah, how does it affect his legacy? Depends who you ask, really. Um, you're going to have the people that love him and love the decision, and you're going to have people that hate the decision and hate him for it. So uh all depends on who you ask, but I think in the big scope of it all, uh, it only benefited him to get the ring now, get it out of the way, and play well doing it. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you guys both covered it. It's just the culture that the fans and the media have created. Uh uh, it's basically after, after Jordan, uh, has basically been, you aren't great unless you, we can't call you great unless you have at least a championship. Uh, mm-hmm. so, I mean, a lot of people that are mad at how Kevin Durant won his title, like, depending on your own age, like, go back and blame yourself for your thoughts that you had about Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, Patrick yeah. Ewing. Going on after that, how you felt about Kevin Garnett, uh, being the highest paid player in the league, but never winning the ring until he went to Boston. How you felt about LeBron, uh, until he went to Miami. So, and, and then to turn around on that, I know people are mad that Durant went to a, 
an established team and or he he went to a team that was already great in a lot of people's minds and, and took him to a, a title. Uh, I guess you can have your feelings about it, especially since Golden State was a team that put him out. But um, people have stopped trying to like make make his worse than what other people have done. Yeah, LeBron didn't go to the team that beat him, but still. And yes, the Heat weren't great the season before, but I mean, if you want to tell me that if the Heat didn't have uh, D Wade and Bosch the year before, that they wouldn't have been a pretty damn good playoff team in the East, go jump off a cliff somewhere. Uh, and, and, and basically the same with Boston. If, if, uh, Ray Allen wasn't already with Boston with, with Pierce, if you don't think that, and, and Rondo, if you don't think that would have been a good team, uh, before Garnett went there, I got the same sentiment for it, but mm-hmm. it, it's just, let's stop trying to parse it and make what he did worse than what players before him did. He, he was, he knew that that burn was going to start coming to him. Uh, we all saw the kind of hell that LeBron had to go through until he won a title. And, and like I said, KG before him. So, uh, he, he, he saw the writing on the wall. So. They get, they get, they lost their 3-1 lead to Golden State that year. Uh, he knew he was going to need more pieces and, I mean, let's face it as well, people are probably not signing up and getting in line to go to Oklahoma City. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact. Uh, and if you don't believe me, let's just see how free agency goes this year. Cause Russell Westbrook is pretty damn good. Let's see how many people just are, are waiting in line to go there. I bet you it's not going to be many, but uh you got Golden State out there in Cali. They have a good roster, and and it's a roster built to the draft, so they had the cap space, so they put him in there. And and to to Ty's point, it's not like he went there and like sat in the corner while they won a title with him. He he was the best player on the team. And possibly the best player on the court for that series. Don't take this as me trying to say he's past LeBron, but for this in a vacuum for this series, he was, he was probably the dominant player on the court. Uh, part of that is because he had so many pieces around to open up the game for him. But I mean, he, he, he was a monster and, and nobody can deny that. And so I'm, I'm not going to discount him getting a ring. He was, he was finals MVP. For this series, uh, and, and history shows the the finals that he lost. I I, I want to keep this in people's mind. He played great in that fight. So this is not a guy that shied away from big moments. He just didn't have enough pieces around him to get over the hump until now. So uh, he he can shut up the naysayers now that will always say, well, yeah, he was good, but he has that ring. So there's no but. Uh, he, he submitted himself as a top 10 all-time player in, in my opinion. Okay, they already top 10 player? Yeah. He's right. seven feet and can do all of that. I, I don't, he, I don't know if I can name nine other players through history that were better than, no, I, I can't. Ooh. I, I will, I will <laughs> say this. I think, I think when it's all said and done, he'll be there. Uh, I, he, he has plenty left in the tank as long as he just doesn't fall off the face of the earth and can still maybe pick up another ring or two. 
Um, but I, I think he'll definitely end there. I don't know that I'm ready to put him there just yet, but I, I do think he's well on his way. Alright. That's interesting, man. Top 10. Uh, we had to have a discussion on that, man. That's, that's a good one. But all right, uh, we're about to go to LeBron now. Uh, he is three and five in the finals, uh, so far in his career. Um, how does this affect his legs? Cause, uh, I think you're about to get into it now, Ty. You said you had a yeah. rant. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, can I, I, I can I, I just get my little piece in before yeah. you go okay, next time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Everybody's talking about the Jordan stuff, man. That's hey, fine. how you going to be three and five going up against Jordan, you know? But hey, go, go ahead, guys. Let it rip. Well, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to just say my little piece and get out of the way because Ty feels strong on this one. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to be the angry old man in this one. So <laughs> for once, so I, I don't think it hurts his legs. Uh, I'm just going to say that. Okay. Lebr- LeBron has proven his greatness in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. let that man be great. I just want to, want to say. As far as that goes, uh, his, his early losses because he was, I mean, I mean, I felt his pain because of who my favorite player, uh, was, uh, for the generation before with, uh, J Kid seeing somebody drag a, a terrible squad, uh, oh, through man. a weaker East and get swept in the finals. I understood seeing that with the Cleveland teams that LeBron did it with, uh, the the only the only finals I really give him a ton of grief in for losing was that first Miami series against Dallas. Yeah. Because he 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 honestly did not show up in the fourth quarter of pretty much every game there. And so I I, I did put a lot of heat on him for that one. But every other finals he's been in, nobody can say LeBron's played terrible. Uh he 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 was just matched up against other teams that were pretty much great and and he was still not dragging terrible teams, but D-Wade, he, he, he hit a spot where he had a big injury history, so he, he couldn't be 100% in the finals. And due to his style of play, his body seemed to had started breaking down. And, you know, and his, his first loss, his loss against Golden State, his first loss against Golden State, he had no Kyrie, uh, after game one, and Kevin Love was, I mean, he was non-existent in this one too, but he was actually not on the court. So, uh, I have to give him his props for always, I mean, he's been in seven straight finals. So, like, give the man his due. And, and just, like, we, we gotta live with that. This, this guy has been amazing in his play and he's gotten, he's gotten rings. So, uh, this goes back to it's a Jordan comparison. Let's just stop it. Let let the man be great in his own right. Mm-hmm. All right, Ty, get him, up. get him, Ty. <laughs> yeah, um, and and I, and I guess I'll just touch real fast on what you said, Darnell. Like I'm right there with you. I said a lot of that a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, I I completely agree. Um, but here will be. My hottest take, maybe ever. Um, I I haven't heard anybody say this. Uh, this is something I 
said to somebody a few days ago, and it received a pretty good response. So, so I'm going to go with it. LeBron James is receiving the most unfair treatment in sports history. This is solely based on the fact that we compare him to Michael Jordan and continue to find reasons to make him fall short. Um, you know, where, where you want to begin, you know, is fine by me, but, you know, we can talk about the rings, uh, the numbers, the super team thing, like that, that, that's fine. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about, but continuing to say that LeBron James isn't passing Michael Jordan is not only unfair to LeBron, it is unfair to us as the fans. I have never heard the media and fans alike call somebody great and then continue to bring up reasons why he cannot be great. We we hold him down because of his NBA Finals record. We hold him down because he left for Miami and then came back to Cleveland and brought along Kevin Love. We continue to just find reasons that Michael Jordan did so pure. We, we, we make it seem like Michael Jordan was so pure in the way he did it. He, he brought in his own pieces. You know, Rodman came over. J- j- that, that's just one, one name. Um, you know, we, we are watching a top five, and that's a very safe estimate, a top five all time player. You could say top two. <laughs> I'm only making it very safe. Very safe estimate. You think I would it's agree. Top two, Darno? You don't? <laughs> no. Okay. I'll say, if right. someone says top five, I'm, 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 I'm cool with that. But I, I, I would have LeBron top two for me. All right. That's fine. He, he is doing things. And has done things that have not been done before. Most notably, he just averaged a triple double in the NBA Finals <laughs> with with no supporting cast, basically, other than Kyrie Irving. You know, we are too concerned about wins and losses right now. Like, for one, LeBron has been to what? What is it? Seven straight NBA Finals, or is it eight? You know, it, either way. Michael Jordan was six in the finals. He only made it to six. And we need to realize what Golden State did this year by signing Kevin Durant was to beat LeBron. Yeah. I saw somebody tweet the other day, one of the lasting legacies that LeBron is going to leave is this Golden State team. It was all because of LeBron James that that team happened and that that team won the title. It's because they needed to get past LeBron that bad. You know, we, I'm just so confused why, why we can't just recognize who LeBron James is. He's the player we have been given right now. And honestly, it's a gift that we've been given LeBron James to watch in the NBA. You know, for those of us who have not, well, Trey and I are a little too young to remember Michael. We, we may remember him a little bit on the Wizards, but that doesn't count. <laughs> you know, LeBron James 
may be the one we get in the NBA in our lifetime. And I, I mean, who's next in line? Durant looks like he's the closest thing, but I still think he has a little bit to prove to get to where LeBron's at now. You know, if it's not Durant, I mean, tell, tell me who, who it's going to be because I can write off LeBron and just watch this next player rise up. I mean, I don't know that there's somebody in line like LeBron James was. LeBron James is basically prophesized by everybody. We all knew what he was going to be great while he was in high school. We've never seen a player get treated like him coming into the NBA. And I don't know that we will for, for a very long time at least. So like we, we're just robbing ourselves as fans of the NBA by continuing to put down LeBron James. Like we don't know who's going to be next. We don't know when they will be next. So, like, if we continue to do the Michael Jordan comparison, we're just simply robbing ourselves of one of the greatest athletes ever. And if you continue to just say, oh, well, Michael Jordan, 6 no, you know, Mike, Michael Jordan, he was perfect in the NBA Finals. You know, Michael Jordan always rose to the occasion. Michael Jordan always hit the shot. It's like, really? Michael Jordan's retired. He's been retired. Why can't we allow LeBron James to be the great player for this era of basketball? Why can't we allow him to be great? Why do we always have to put the pressure of MJ on him? Now, granted, LeBron has said he's, he feels like he's chasing the ghost of Michael Jordan. But how much of that is the fans and the media putting that on him? Like, look at, look at some other sports. I'll, I'll probably mention hockey because I think hockey is one where we have one of a close, one of the closer comparisons. The great one, Wayne Gretzky. He, he had lost Stanley Cup finals and that's fine. But right now, the best player in the league is probably Sidney Crosby. And I don't hear anybody comparing Sidney Crosby to Wayne Gretzky or saying he's not Wayne Gretzky. I don't see it in, you know, baseball. I don't see anybody going, well, he's, he's not Babe Ruth or he's not, you know, Derek Jeter, Ted Williams, Willie Mays. You know, the only other sport where we see it is football and it's Tom Brady to Joe Montana. That's the only other sport we even see the argument. But even at that point, it's still not on the same level as we see LeBron with MJ. That it's a whole nother level. It's a whole nother seriousness that gets brought around it. And like people get defensive over it. And. That, that, that would just be my, my leading message to this, to this rant here. Like, we are robbing ourselves of what LeBron is giving us. People will not realize what LeBron gave us until he retires. And that's sad. That's very sad. You know, he's made seven straight finals. I bet there's not another player in my lifetime that makes seven straight finals unless it's this Golden State team. If, if this Golden State team doesn't do it, no one's going to do it. No single player will do that for probably my lifetime. And if I were to sit around all day and just say, yeah, well, now he does have a losing finals record. I feel like all I'm doing is pushing down LeBron James for incredible individual performance, individ- individual accomplishment, uh, a Hall of Fame career. I, I just don't want to miss out on that. And I'm very sorry for everyone who refuses to allow LeBron James to be great. Because he is, and, you know, like, Darnell and I believe he's a top two player 
but the way we talk about him is like he will never be able to get even on the same pedestal as Michael Jordan. And I think that's very unfair. I think we should be able to put a lot of players on the same pedestal as Michael Jordan for different reasons. You know, um, whether, you know, just being a pioneer in the game or, you know, some incredible individual accomplishments like six and oh, that's great individual accomplishment in the NBA finals. LeBron James making it to seven in a row. That's a, that's an incredible accomplishment. You know, all the MVPs he's won. That's an incredible accomplishment. Why, why do we continue to just push LeBron James down when all he's doing is pulling himself up? He, he is, you know, he's fought for the accolades he's received. He, he fought super hard in this NBA finals, average a triple double, and we write it off because his finals record is three and five. I, I'm sorry, but you have a skewed opinion if, if you're going to continue to push down his individual effort, his individual accomplishment, his team accomplishments too. I mean, guys won three finals. There's a lot of good players that have not won three finals. I, I'm just, I'm just so confused why media and fans call LeBron James great yet don't allow him to be. And it won't make sense. It never will. As much as I, I, I agree with pretty much everything you said, I'll, I'll give you a lot of the why. What, what's on LeBron's back? Are, are you talking about the number 23? No. Well, that too. That that's but, another good point. I, I mean, yeah. writ, written on his back. Uh, uh chosen. Oh yeah, I was sorry you talking about the king chosen one deal. Yeah, yeah. and then and you just yeah. brought the next yeah. one. Yeah. The what was what was what was his nickname like? Like, like, king, like yeah, coming yeah. in, yeah, king. And, yeah, and you brought up. Yeah, th- this is a guy that everybody's been staring at since high school. Uh, it's, so it's it's true. Yeah, uh, and and. All of these, all of these were well warranted because he's been, he, he's proven at every mm-hmm. stage, every time a bar has been set for him, he's gone over it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I think because he, he got put into the line like so early, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, people knew who LeBron was by the time he was 14 or 15 years old. Yeah. When yeah. you get, when you get thrust in that early, your haters start growing very early too. No, it's so, true. So sure. a, a lot of that grows from that. And, you know, when you've got this kid that comes in and pretty much from the gate and probably after his first year in the league, he, he was a top five current player for Western League. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that, that's a big thing there. And, yeah. And, and there's some people that hold so tightly to the greats that they see and the things of their era where it, it's hard for them to let go that somebody may be uh, right. coming close to or possibly surpassing. But I mean, mm-hmm. as, as far as to put a cherry on top of what you're saying, as far as LeBron goes, I, I'm a, I'm a quote some Jay-Z. Uh, if I'm not better than big, I'm the closest one. But yeah. I, I feel like LeBron has hit that point. If I'm not better than Jordan, I'm the closest one. Yeah. So just, yeah. just let him be. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Definitely. Um, yeah. And that makes total sense. You know, when you bring somebody in at the top, it's hard to go up. Um, yeah, I, I do agree with that. Um, and then you know, to your second point, you know, being the closest thing, like I said, unless it's Durant right now, who, who will we turn to when LeBron's done? 
Like they're in in my mind, I mean, you're looking at Curry, Durant, Kawhi. But none but none of them have the same stuffed offer that LeBron does. And I mean, yeah, Curry's exciting to watch because he shoots the ball so well. Grant kind of has that all-around game going for him. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I just don't think we'll see a hype. We'll see a hype that gets delivered on for a while. Long while. Um and and like I said, I think the fear for me is just if we miss it now, it's kind of like Kaylee's Comet. You know, if, if you don't see it, you'll probably never see it again. And with nobody kind of next in line, you know, it, for, for, like I said, for those who saw MJ, you got a pretty quick turnaround to get to LeBron. Like you, it, it was only like, what, 12 years or so, yeah. roughly? Like, that's a pretty quick turnaround to get somebody else who's deemed to be great. Um. It, it's it'll just be curious to see what's next after LeBron because who hated him, unless they're just bitter people who love to hate. I, I, I'm sorry for the NBA. You think you're going to enjoy when you're done? All right, guys. Uh, anything left on LeBron's legacy? Yeah, I'm with Fernell. It's it's not tainted here. <laughs> All right. Well, and, and kind of like a, also kind of like I said with that, with one tweet I read, this Golden State team's a product of LeBron beating them, of them wanting to get over the LeBron hurdle so bad. Even though they beat him once, like, a lot of people say do it once, it's a fluke, do it twice, and it's not. You know, getting Kevin Durant's what they felt like they needed to do, and people will remember that. Right now, uh, still gonna keep it on LeBron. Uh, just what were you guys' thoughts on him when he made a whole super team comment, uh, saying that he never really played for a super team? Now, yeah. after giving him all that praise, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's true. It's this true, was a dumbass statement. <laughs> it was. I mean, when you get a little <laughs> mini hype. Parade saying not one, not two, not three. I, I mean, come on, come on. You, you, you don't do that with with a group of average jokes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah well, I mean, let's be real. Yeah, like I, I I found that one almost as disrespectful to Chris Bosh and D Wade. Like, yeah, you you do know when you join the Heat, everybody was saying you have three of the best ten players in the league. On one saying team. they were gonna beat that uh Jordan uh that that Bulls record. Uh, when they oh yeah, it, 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 it became an expectation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, it took some time to them, for them to gel, and you know they, like I said, it was short lived because I don't think anybody expected D Way's body to just start giving out on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, it, it's just an asinine statement. Like yeah, what? How would how could you say? You didn't play for a super team when, like, you basically hand built this one. And, yeah. and I mean, truth be told, like, as far as last year, it looked like Cleveland was going to turn out to be a super team. Uh, if, if, if Durant doesn't go to Golden State, uh, good chance 
they, we were still going to get this matchup, but, uh, but most people be favoring Cleveland. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, let's, let's, let's not go crazy, LeBron. Like I said, <laughs> I, we, we just gave you 10 minutes of props here for how great you are, but that, that was some dumb yeah. stuff you said there. That you no, yeah. Could completely agree. Uh, I, I think it's safe to say that, you know, those Laker teams in the eighties were a form of a super team. You know, worthy, Kareem, Magic. I mean, same with the, same with Celtics. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, we're going to give it where it is. And then, you know, Celtics again, getting Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett join Paul Pierce. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, like the only time I'll call someone stupid for calling themselves a super team was the Knicks. I mean, we all we all knew that that was not a super team. Like, let's be real, we knew that one of the guys, Shokim Noah, was coming off an awful year. Derrick Rose has made a blast, but like other than that, everybody knows super team when they see one. LeBron's not fooling anybody here. And for him to come out and say that, it, it was kind of like a head-shaking moment where you're just kind of like, all right, LeBron, don't be so barker that you just lost the finals again. Like, you, you're coming off an incredible individual performance. Give them credit where credit's due. And just don't make yourself look bad. Like, that that's a moment where you just get in front of the media, say what you need to say, go home. And not make yourself look stupid, and he just fell down the last part. <laughs> All right, guys. Now, what are your thoughts on Vegas favoring the Warriors over that ninety-five Bulls? It, it it's interesting. Um, you know, I, I said I'm done comparing teams. I'm done. I'm done comparing players. I think next week um, we're gonna have to have a discussion on who we think is the best, you know, team. And oh, all that. But yeah, we, we can. Like, yeah. like I, I'm not gonna sit here and say like I'm done doing it forever. Like, it's still fun to look at teams and compare them. You know, guess how they match up. But I, I, I'm done sitting here saying best ever. I'm done sitting here saying, you know, things that are just so opinionated. That, you know, anybody can have an argument with you. Like, I, I'm done with that crap. But like, yeah, I mean, it, it would be an interesting comparison. Like for me, it would be between these two teams. It'd be interesting to see how the ball movement matches up with the physicality on defense. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the physicality of defense in the nineties has, has not been duplicated. And you know, a lot of that has to do with, you know, the league kind of shaping up on the rules a little bit, you know, uh, Suspensions are a little more prevalent, less fines, you know, things like that. Like back in the day, it was, everything was fine. You weren't getting suspended. You know, you weren't getting technicals out there for John a little bit. You know, now you're getting a technical for looking at somebody the wrong way. So it's, it would be interesting really for me to see how the physicality matches up with the finesse. Um, and I think that's kind of the story. Just, Physicality versus finesse. And I think that would be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not mad by it. I mean, uh, I guess I assume that means the 96 Bulls playing today's Warriors by today's rules. And by that, I would favor Golden State. Cause 
Yeah. You can't hand check. You can't body people up. And just mm-hmm. the game is played differently right now. So it, it would be hard for those Bulls teams to keep up with the scoring power that and punch that Golden State has without being able to uh, get physical with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, so yeah, that's, that's not like a total shock to me that they would have in favor. Uh, I mean, I guess if, if you put this team back in the nineties, I'm not saying that they suck, but I mean, yeah, things are going to be different because you got people hand checking and, you know, some of those little nice moves that, uh, Steph Curry makes to the basket when, he has people trying to body him, uh, get close to him for his threes. That changes because, you know, you go into that paint, you might get put on your behind and, and you do that from then on. So, uh, there's a lot of stuff to have to look at when it comes to trying to hypothetically put two teams from two eras against each other when just basketball is so different. So, and, I guess that's just how I look at it. Yeah, if, if they play today with the rules of today, yeah, I would favor Golden State. If they played in 1996, I'm not sure if I do that. Mm-hmm. That's fair. All right, uh, anything else to add to this, guys? It could no. be a fun matchup, but yeah. it's not going to happen, so... Yeah. All right, just close it off, man. Just uh, what would your thoughts on this NBA season as a whole? I mean, it, it was. I guess I got to say anticlimactic. We 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 knew what the end story was going to be pretty early. Uh, you you may not have had your uh your winner totally set in stone, but I think everybody knew we were getting Cleveland v. Golden State, and I mean, I guess we had a little bit of drama in the East because Cleveland didn't get the number one seed, but uh, but yeah, I guess, I mean, it's one of those movies where you have a good idea of the ending before you start watching, uh, and, and that's I guess that's my easiest way to describe this this season. Yeah, um, right there with you. Everybody knew it. You know, it's kind of like we're the author of the story. Um, you know, whatever happens in the middle is up to you. You can have anybody or anything happen in the middle, but you know how you want it to end. Um, everybody knew this would be the finals. I think a lot of people assumed once Golden State got Kevin Durant that they would win it all. Uh, they were the favorite. Um, and I guess another point to LeBron is how many times has he been the uh, favorite in the NBA Finals? <laughs> yeah. Uh, not not too many. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, just we got what we expected. In a sense, we got what we wanted. Because um, I think we all would have been disappointed if either Cleveland or Golden State didn't make it. I think we all wanted that rubber match. Um, you know, uh, I think the Kevin Durant LeBron battle was fun in the end. Uh, I wish it would have been a little more competitive throughout the playoffs. Uh, but I think we we all agree that you know the regular season just 
at least this year, all set up for who was going to be teams two through eight these to the West. I mean, even though Cleveland got the two seed, we all knew they were going to come out of the East. So it was just all to see, you know, what other teams could squeak in, who looks promising. Uh, you know, I think this year really suffice for Darnell, solidify for Darnell that the Bucks could be for real. Um, and I know you, you kind of got a lot of, a lot of excitement watching them play this year. And I think a lot of people did. Uh, a lot of young talent, very promising. Yeah. Um, granted, weaker, weaker conference, but still, I mean, they did their job. They got there. Now next year, they try and win a series. Um, but yeah, as a whole, not surprised with what we got. It's what we expected, what we wanted. Um, maybe next year the playoffs can be a little more competitive. I think that would have been really the only thing that would have made the season better. Uh, because I think for 82 games, you, you can handpick the ones that you get excited about. Like it, to, to say, you know, the 82 game season as a whole was bad. I think that's unfair. I mean, we, we had some good stuff to watch all season. You know, Russell Westbrook put on a phenomenal show. James Harden put on a phenomenal show. Uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard's turn ahead, uh, including mine. Uh, so, I mean, there, there were a lot of good things that came out of this regular season. Just the idea that the playoffs kind of left a little bit of a bitter taste in our mouths. All right, guys. Uh, do you have anything else to add? Uh, I just want to say shout out to Nike for having that KD commercial like ready to go oh, uh, yeah. for Golden State winning. Yeah, it's it's uh, been in the works. Yeah. For uh, speaking of uh, the one with the media doing all the bashing of them until uh, showing them winning the title, that was that was like goodness. They they had that in the can, just hoping for this outcome to do it and. I found that funny. Yeah, I found that fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, it was a good commercial though. I I liked it. Um, I I think it's because you know we remember all that so well when they all said he's too thin, he's weak. Oh, so, yeah. It, it it's been fun to watch him evolve as a player. You know, win win a couple scoring titles. Um. Although I found it a little weird how much air his mom got. Yeah. Like, we made it about him, but showed a lot of his mom. <laughs> she's a real MVP. She is the real MVP. <laughs> yeah. Now she's the real finals MVP. Yeah. I have to admit, I did not see that commercial yet. I heard about it, uh, so I have to YouTube it and check it out. Oh, dude, it was like the first one yeah, that went after, say, after the confetti yeah. dropped. I was yeah, going to say, what you do for... Did you even see the end? end the uh, I saw the end and like I, I think I got up and like left my uh, let my dog out like right. I was gonna say you, you got you got mad that you were wrong and you just walked out <laughs> when you saw I was over. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, if yeah. you want to say so, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to YouTube that man. I check it out yet yeah, because I was reading yeah, about it, just good. never really. Uh, yeah, just not, didn't see it yet. So. Right, as always, I appreciate you guys uh, checking us out. Uh, you can find us uh, podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud. Just hit us up in that search engine. Also, check us out on Twitter. Uh, hit us up at DKM underscore cast. Um, and as always, you know, appreciate you guys checking us out, man.
Peace. If I'm a man's high, Audi 5000. <laughs> <laughs>